The NFL free agency is still moving and grooving. Julian Edelman has now officially retired from the NFL. He might be back. And listen, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just dropped an incredible trailer. So fill up those wine glasses. I'm retweeting us right now. Okay. I usually do it while we're <laughs> down, but for some reason it wouldn't do it. I got to share on the Facebook too. Okay. I think we're all set now, but hello, hello, and welcome to the real football fans of New Jersey. We still have to secure, we have to secure that horn. I don't know. You just got to like get a soundboard or something like a guy like off to the side who just does the sound like whenever we ask him to, I think it'd be great. If anyone's looking for a summer job, we can't pay you, nor can we give you Yeah, it's an internship, but you don't get credits. You don't get paid. We literally just need you to whenever we ask you to. So I think it's a great job. But as always, welcome again to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Thank you all for joining us live if you are joining us live across Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. But then also those who listen on the pod who don't have time to watch us live, that's fine. We'd probably prefer it. Listen to the podcast while you're taking a bath, having a glass of wine, sitting down, just chilling for the day. You know, maybe you're back to work. Maybe you're back to work commuting. Great, great podcast to listen to if you're commuting. But as always, every single week, we give you the top football stories. We give you the top housewife stories. And we're drinking wine and we're bringing everything to you. So let's go ahead and get into it. So we gave you guys three poll questions this week on our Instagram account. So as always, thank you for participating. Always a great, great participation across those channels. So let's get into it. So the, well, I'm going to give you the three questions first. So the okay. questions are, what dark horse candidate do you think would be more likely to win a Super Bowl this upcoming season, Tennessee or Indianapolis? The second question is, should New England draft a quarterback at the 15 spot in the draft. Well, duh, draft a quarterback. Yes or no. And then finally, which housewives house would you rather own? Dorinda's Bluestone Manor in the Berkshires or Melissa and Joe's Shore House down at the Jersey Shore? So again, great set of poll questions, great engagement from our audience. So let's get into it. So the first one, what dark horse candidate do you think would be more likely to win a Super Bowl this upcoming season, the Tennessee Titans or the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah. 52% of you went with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, that this was close. Obviously, there's just a slight edge going to India as the favorite here. But I actually mm -hmm. went with the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I really, really, really love that entire Colts roster minus the most important position on the football field. I am not a believer in Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. I don't feel as though... 
his career is going to be resurrected in Indy, despite having all those playmakers around him. I am going to go with the Tennessee Titans. And this is now when I've had a second year of seeing Ryan Tannehill with this team. I thought his first year there was a fluke. He backed it up again with another phenomenal season. And that to me is the difference maker is that quarterback position kind of brings it together. Yeah. And I definitely understand that. I don't, I, I think, you know, people saying like the word like resurrection with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, I think is a stretch. I think he is going to do better there though. A hundred percent. So, um, cause I think their, their offense and just like their team management and things are going to allow him to do things. I think I've said this before without being scared or to hold back and being pressured right. to do maybe other things he doesn't want to do. So I think in that scenario, he's definitely going to do better. And then I, so Indianapolis, they're like you said, like you love their roster. To me, that still just gives the one up there for sure. So I did go with the Colts on this one. Right. All righty. Question number two, as we inch closer to the 2021 draft, we're so close. Should the New England Patriots draft a quarterback at the number 15 spot? 57% of you said yes. I said no. I mean, I'm not against them drafting a quarterback, but then they've got to come up for one because I don't know who they're going to be looking at at number 15, especially as I keep predicting that we're going to see like four quarterbacks go in the first four picks. There could be five gone by the time that they draft at 15. Um, So I said no specifically because it's asking at 15, should they draft one? I actually think think that... They're really in need not only of a quarterback, but of a wide receiver. And it kind of ties into one of our big stories of the night. And I think at 15, uh, they might be able to get a a look at a really good one. So at 15, maybe get a wide receiver. If you want to get a quarterback, which I think you do need a quarterback, you got to come up. Well, listen, great minds think alike because I voted no in this as well, Mm -hmm. specifically for the reason that they are at the number 15 spot. I have said this from time and time, and we might, here's a little hint, we might revisit this later. I believe that the Patriots do need to jump up if they do want a quarterback. I do believe that they are going to jump up. That is one of my biggest I really think they might. I agree with you. They is like, that is one of my, like, if I had, if I was a betting woman and I only bet on certain things, I'm not a big, big time sports better. But if I had to sit down today and put money on something in the NFL draft, it is that the New England Patriots will move up in the draft mm-hmm. in that first round. So I really do think that they're going to. Um, so, but I did say no, because at 15, you're not getting a quarterback, yeah, but yeah. you're absolutely correct. This is a wide receiver, very, very friendly wide receiver draft. They could get someone excellent at 15. So it's up to them if they want to sit and wait and get a solid wide receiver, maybe a wide receiver one at the 15 spot, and then maybe wait and see who else is available quarterback wise, or do they technically still have room in the NFL with current QBs right now? Look at guys like Teddy Bridgewater. They're technically on the market. So uh, New England definitely has some options here, and who knows, Bill Belichick's dog might be behind the computer this time again. So we have to see what we have to see what the dog is looking looking for. So I I agree with the dog's opinion. So we will see. <laughs> 
All righty. And our final poll question for tonight is obviously a housewives one. And we're talking about real estate here. So right. which housewives house would you rather own? So Dorinda Medley's Bluestone Manor, which we see every single season when the women travel to the Berkshires. So they do it during Christmas. They do it during Halloween. So we do love a good Bluestone Manor trip. And we love that house. Yeah. Or are you traveling down the shore to the Jersey Shore for Melissa and Joe Gorga's Jersey Shore house, which Katie and I have grown to love, especially over this past season, because they can't really go many places because of coronavirus. Yeah. So they're down the shore and we, we're loving that house. So 84% yeah. of you, a big, big majority went with the Jersey Shore. And it's no surprise there. Yeah. Our demographic of followers are probably all based in New Jersey and we love a good shore house. And it's this was hard for me because you and I are both very much tied to Bluestone Manor. Yeah. And I, but so it was definitely difficult, but I just, I God, I love that shore house. They are completely and utterly different houses, location-wise, look-wise. Right. One's got that old money feel. One's got that oh, new money feel. I love that old money feel. Yeah, and I exactly like I love them both in their own right. Who right. doesn't love a brand new, updated house, right? But oh. who doesn't love like a gorgeous, old, charming house? Right. They're completely different. Um, yeah. but. I just, maybe it's because we've been watching Jersey right now on TV and this house is being showcased so much in these last couple episodes, but Caitlin and I were all about like Joe Gorga cooking breakfast outside. Oh, and oh God, I love it. While they're mixing up pina coladas in their outdoor kitchen. Uh, give, me, give me the gorgeous short house. That, it, it's beautiful. Looks like, like let's get on the boat and go to lunch. Like, oh my God, like let's. Well, I think too, it's like, of course, Dorinda's house is like an awesome entertaining house. But you and I like love to be with our friends. Right. We love to entertain. Like, I just feel like that's a house, the gorgeous house where you get your crew of friends together and you just have a ball. Like that's, that's where I want to be. Yeah, I do think though, like with like, and I think that's great. I think one of the things we've brought up on the show before is that, you know, prior, like seasons back in New York, you know, they would go to the Hamptons for the summer and yeah. it, that tra it transferred over to, you know, the Berkshires in the winter time. The right. one kind of like positive thing about this latest season or two seasons ago when they were in the Berkshires for Halloween, they did spend a little time outside and we got to see like how beautiful yeah. the property really was. So I, I think that's what we're drawn to too. Like being yeah. outside, entertaining. It's but beautiful it's so out in summer. So yeah. different. Still very much different, but you know, we definitely want to, you know, we would dabble in the fish room, obviously. We got yeah. to stay there, but definitely for sure. But yes, Great poll questions. Thank you guys so much for participating. Um, as always, we are live right now. If you are watching live across Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, if you have any questions for us or even commentary on what we're saying right now, go ahead. Let's go. Let's hear it. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your commentary. Maybe I'll even pop it up on the screen so people can see, but definitely let's keep the engagement rolling throughout the show. Absolutely. Um, and with that said, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of Football. It is uh, New England Patriot related, C possibly trying to replace this guy, like I just said, in this year's NFL draft. We are talking about the announcement of Julian Edelman retiring from the NFL. So on Monday, uh, Julian made this announcement. 
And it, it came a little bit over an hour after New England had terminated his contract due to a failed physical. Um, Edelman, of course, helped New England to win three championships during his time there. I almost thought it was more than that. Right. Um, he was also, we can't forget, you know, he was the MVP of Super Bowl 53, um, had a 12-year career, spent the entire time with New England. Always, I mean, that's a, that's a rare thing. We say it a lot right. on the show now for somebody to Like that success within with its own. Like if he even yeah. wasn't as successful as he was, like to stay on a team for that long in this type of NFL that we see yeah. today, that is success within, within, yeah, within itself. Absolutely. Um, so Edelman ranks second, second in NFL history with 118 postseason receptions. People feel like, um, I mean, he was always solid during the regular season. Yeah. It's like a light switch when he hit the postseason. He was just yeah. Mr. Reliable. He was Tom Brady's safety blanket. Um, he's second on the all-time New England list for receptions and fourth on the team's receiving yards list. He obviously had an amazing career for somebody who played quarterback in college, never played wide yeah. receiver in college. He was drafted in the seventh round of the t- uh, 2009 draft. Goes to show with the draft coming up, like, don't sleep on you. You got to stay alert the whole time. You, you have to hidden, hidden gems in the late rounds. Um, so like I said, he played quarterback in college, only converted to a wide receiver when he got to the NFL. Um, and by having his contract terminated for a failed physical, he now becomes eligible for the injury protection benefit and co- can collect up to $2 million from it. Obviously, we saw a whole boatload of shout outs um, to Edelman in his career. People uh, tipping their hats to especially Bill Belichick, especially Tom Brady. Big bonds between uh, Julian Edelman and those guys. And a lot of respect for him. He was just like, a, the word I think when I think of Julian Edelman is scrappy. He was just yeah. a scrappy fighter. He fought for every yard, every inch. Um, and yeah, he was Mr. Reliable in the postseason. Came up with three, you know, he's got three Super Bowl rings on his hand, right? And a Super Bowl MVP to his name. That could definitely be good enough to see the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that's I mean, I think that's an entirely like different conversation. It's been a it's been threads that I've been reading on Twitter over the past couple of days. It's like, let this dude enjoy his retirement and not, yeah, yeah. oh my God, let's flood that but because i because i definitely can see both sides yes and no there but um i think that what's interesting is you know and i do understand you know the the benefits package that he does receive you know from being placed you know for the fail physical and things like that i did just think like the process of like announcing things was a little weird like i think they should have just like and let him go forth with his retirement. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what like the rules and the protocols are of like, we have to announce that we're terminating someone. Like, I think it had to be that way for him to collect that package. But if you do see like an hour later, like he did like put up a video, a very produced video that he was retiring. So obviously he sat down with new England and they worked it out. I'm just saying, like, I think it was just, like, a little, like, we saw that he was being released, and, like, everyone was like, oh, 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 and then it was like, okay, he's retiring, and then this produced video comes out, so I just think, like, the timeline of things was so weird. I do recommend, though, obviously, Katie and I are 
lifelong Giants fans and the Patriots are definitely enemies of ours. The video, his retirement video is, it gave me chills. It 100% did it. I, it's, so I'll just tell you like how it starts. So he's in the middle of Gillette stadium and he sits down in a chair and like the, the sound of all of his like top plays is just playing around him. And he's just like soaking. It's, it's, it's very like, it's very much so um, it's, I don't want to say breathtaking, but it, it gave me chills. It, it did give me chills. Like, and cause he is a, he's a well-known name. You yeah. could probably not be a big time football fan, but you know who Julian Edelman is. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave it off on this note. Um, I have to be very honest with you. It's not going to surprise me if he comes out of retirement and finds his way with Tom Brady, the way Rob Gronkowski did. It's not going to surprise me. Can you hear me? I believe we might be having some technical difficulties. I think it's actually on me. I hope it's still recording me speaking right now. Um, But yes, I do think we are having some technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Yes. We are still live. Caitlin is clearly having some issues with technology, but I'm still here and we shall wait for her to join us again. If you're still with us, thank you. Stick with us. I'm sure she'll be be back in just a second. Oh, I'm, oh, it kept you in. Yeah, I was here. Oh, good. All right. How'd it go? <laughs> I just, I didn't hear your response to what I was saying. I don't know if you heard me or not of how it's just not going to surprise me if in like a year Edelman comes out of retirement and finds his way with Tom Brady. Oh God, goodness. I honestly, I think that's a great point that you made because it's that was the first thing as soon as like because that's why I brought up the timeline too because in that hour that he was not officially retired it yeah. was the speculation of like the memes of you know Tom Brady calling him of like hey I'm gonna move down to Florida now to retire winky face yeah. <laughs> all this stuff so I think that's hilarious but listen you, he's a young kid um I do know specifically in his retirement, young. younger. He was in the league for 12 years. But it's still, it's, it's still young to me. I mean, maybe I just think all NFLs. Yeah, but that's still Tom Brady. Maybe I just, every time I think of Tom Brady, I'm like, everyone's young. Everyone's young. Yeah, Edelman is 34 years old. And the NFL, that is not young. I don't know. But, so, younger. Sorry, let me. Younger, younger in, like, regular life, not in NFL life. If you go for it to play with Tom Brady, though, it doesn't matter if you're 80 years old. If he likes you and you play for him, you're playing for him. That's it. But I definitely um, no, I, I think that's that's funny for sure. So but they he might find his way back. We'll see. Time will tell. I'm just so relieved that you stayed on the live stream. I thought we were done out. Kaboom. <laughs> I was here. 
it's all good for recording purposes too because i want to gather the audio from this so i'm just happy that you were on <laughs> even if you were on the screen by yourself that's okay i still have all of that solid audio but thank you for taking over for that little tiny second but gotcha all righty so and this is what you know we prepare for times like this but we do have uh other stories we still have listen free agency is still feeling hot 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 dun, dun. ole ole where does that bring you back memories from uh doing a conga oh yep at katie's bachelorette party ocean city maryland biggest conga line you've ever seen in your life i'm sure I there's a world record but that hard since nam I honestly, like, I got to tell you, like, best, I'm, I, we probably brought it up on the podcast after Bachelor Party. Like, it was just, like, we were in the moment. Like, it was one of, like, and we had just got there. Like, we weren't even, like, drunk yet. Like, we, I think I had one drink. And it was just the, be the best moment of my life, conging throughout throughout the water with strangers. It was great. You can't do that now <laughs> during COVID times. You have to, you, it's all memory. It's just all memories now. Yeah. That's it. Great song though. So again, feeling hot, hot, hot with the free agency. So we did see a pretty interesting move yesterday, I thought. So uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers running back James Conner has signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm a little interested on the one year, to be perfectly honest. So you might have. I feel like, I feel like we're seeing that a lot though with a lot of these free agents. I feel Especially like a lot of them are one-year deals. Not surprising, too, with his injury. So that yeah. might have come into effect. So he did um, do four seasons with Pittsburgh. Um, mm -hmm. He, you know, he was injured. You know, I think he, how many games did he miss? I think he played seven games last year. I think that's what I heard. I, 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 I had to pull up, like, the actual stats from that. So he's going to join, though, Chase Edmonds um, in the backfield for the Arizona Cardinals. Ugh, Cardinals. Um, but he obviously did have, you know, the injury off-season toe surgery too um but you know speculations that could be ready to go by june so we will see there on that obviously right um so that's it with him yeah you're right though with like the one year deals but i know as much as you shot me in the face for saying julian edelman is young james connor is actually young <laughs> so yes. he is actually well, young but so running backs do age in the nfl hard so yes. Four years is a little. Someone else who is young is Chase Edmonds. Right. And I think this was a huge win for Arizona because they did. It's a let, good one too. I like it. They did Maybe. let Kenyon, they did let Kenyon Drake walk. Yep. They only had they had Chase Edmonds as their running back one, um, which is not cutting it in my opinion. Right. And I think this was an absolute win for Arizona in free agency. And I think it's a loss for Pittsburgh. I like James Conner. I well, think that's what I'm saying. Like, I was surprised by this. I like, I, I really am. Mm -hmm. He's definitely, he's again, one of those, those young players that you like to watch no matter what team they're on. Like you mm -hmm. had, and I think he's been very impressive. You know um, he's kind of reminds me of like, yeah. as far as uh, production wise and kind of like, for whatever reason is underrated too and gets a little bit forgotten. It's like, he kind of reminds me of like Philip Lindsay. Okay. You know, um, I do like Philip Lindsay and I obviously with his these, move. Yeah. I feel like both of those guys produce and it's not necessarily like acknowledged that they produce. Well, I think it's the same thing too. Like with that move, it was kind of like, well, why would you want to let that go? Well, I, I, yeah. So I, I definitely get that for sure. Yeah. So 
Uh, so a little, I definitely was a little bit surprised there. Um, so also, um, well, also Monday, I know we are talking about Monday earlier, but uh, the Cincinnati Bengals running back Giovanni Bernard. Honestly, I can't stop laughing when I hear that name because there's this guy from Barstool that like, because John, okay, spoiler, Giovanni Bernard's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This guy is like a huge like Buccaneers fan, but he pronounces everyone's name like really funny. So like every time I now I hear Giovanni Bernard, I like think of this kid. It's like you, it's really fun. I'll have to send you the video. Like it's really funny. The way he says like JPP is really funny. So whatever. Putting aside, I can't look at the name Giovanni Bernard now without laughing. Um, again, another one year deal, but with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and listen, personal recruitment here from your head, your quarterback, Tom Brady and your coach, Bruce Arians, they personally made an effort to recruit him. Um, so Bernard has spent, you know, the entirety of his eight year career with the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's coming on now with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones in the Tampa Bay backfield. So again, you know, someone like this eight years with a team and now going to another team. So that's why, you know, earlier hats off to Edelman and the success just by itself Mm -hmm. for being on a team for so long, because here we have a guy that is very talented and could have stayed with Cincinnati, but now he's moving on you know, maybe you want to call it the latter half of his season or the second half of his season going to another team. Yeah. Uh, So Giovanni Bernard, like, I feel like this could be a free agency move. It's like, who cares? Why even mention it? Right. It's not that big of a deal. He's really not like a, a crazy solid player, but like, I feel as though it is worth bringing up because I think if you have him, you have Leonard Fournette, you have Ronald Jones. Like, if you had any of those guys on their own, it'd be like, ooh, like that's not that great of a running back. Right. Line, right. But when you have a three headed monster like this, the three of them together, all of a sudden, that that sounds really dangerous to me, that backfield of three of them. Are um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers turning into the Kansas City Chiefs where they're loading up on like the wide receiver and the running back position? No, no, because I feel as though Kansas City, like their wide receivers, yes, they have a lot of them. Running backs they have a lot of them, but they like actually do have like, legitimate wide right. receiver ones and running back ones. Um, this is definitely a running back by committee. None of them are arguments, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it scares me. It scares me to hear right. the three of them together. Um, and I know that they really like Giovanni Bernard because he's a pretty decent receiving running back. Um, and Tom Brady's always had six. Tom Brady's always had that throughout his career. Right. Um, he had, remember when we had Shane Vereen? Like Shane Vereen was T-T-T. with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady would just dump it off to Shane Vereen like every freaking play. So yeah. Tom Brady, like that's a comfort zone for him. And I, I know they like Giovanni Bernard for that reason. And when you have three running backs, you do hope like, okay, maybe one's really phenomenal at blocking. Right. Maybe one's really good on the goal line. Maybe one's really good at receiving. And when you have three of them, you put them together. Like now it becomes dangerous. So, I mean, this is, this is a nice ad for Tampa Bay. 
Well, and let's hope that, you know, obviously like the coaching staff and the players around them can identify their strengths as the three of them and know when to play them specifically. So um, maybe Tampa Bay is kind of like the off-brand Kansas City Chiefs when stacking positions. But listen, I understand those three names too. And if you use them lethally, definitely scary. So totally understand that for sure. Yep. And then finally, to wrap up our free agency hot news, and this one is probably the hottest of them all because we've got an update here. So, Jadavian Clowney, and I hope I pronounce his first name correctly. I'm just going to call you Clowney moving forward. <laughs> and I obviously know who he is, but I'm bad with pronouncing names. So. Oh, and this one hurt a little bit because we did hear rumors of the Giants, and we were like, ooh, that would have been so good. So defensive end, I mean, not F it, I'm trying it. Defensive end Jadavian Clowney met with Cleveland over and over again. Yeah. And there's mutual interests, and they were going after him, and they were putting things down. They were trying to lock him, and guess what? The Cleveland Browns locked him. Yes. He is now a Cleveland Brown. So, mm-hmm. obviously, like, we wanted to report, you know, that they kept, you know, they were meeting with him in 2020. Obviously, the Browns did make an offer. Um, he did decide to stay with the Tennessee Titans, or he decided with the Tennessee Titans. Over the Browns, here we are again, still going after him. It's like the person that you just can't, you can't get over. You want to keep trying with them. You want to keep courting them. You want to keep, you know, sliding into their DMs. That's what, you know, the Browns did. And, hey, if you're listening right now and you're trying to go after someone, that means there's hope. There's hope in the world. The Browns got him. I think think it probably worked out for the best for the Browns, too, because Mm – the buzz on Clowney last year in free agency and what he was expecting market-wise and what he wanted to be paid. I mean, I don't remember what Tennessee paid him, but this time around, his free agency was a lot quieter. There wasn't like the big buzz on him anymore. Um, And again, I don't remember what Tennessee paid for him and I don't know what Cleveland is paying for him now, but I got to imagine it's not as steep as it was last off season. So it definitely wasn't steep because the Giants were in the conversation. We're we're paying people. I don't know where we're getting this money from. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but I think I think it I think it panned out. I mean, Cleveland yeah. had a great Cleveland had a great year regardless. Anyways, last season, um, and now you're you're adding the guy that you had originally wanted at, at a cheaper price, and you know it, it, it's a good team, and and yeah. the defense just got better by adding this piece and. We're going to see what happens. They play in a great division. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, I want to see, actually, if that season last year was a fluke. Because the year before that, we saw a completely different Browns team. Right. Baker Mayfield. And so I'm very interested to see what they look like again this upcoming season. So I was like definitely going to make a point on that because I think that their continued interest with like a certain player actually shows the mature how they're becoming more of mature of an organization where they see people that will fit their culture. So they're going to continue to pursue them. Mm -hmm. An old Browns organization is just going after people. It doesn't work. We'll try to find him. We'll try. Let's just try to fill these positions, whatever. They're now filling positions strategically and going after. They're working with what they have, obviously. They can't just get rid of people. I mean, you can, but they're it's the Browns, so they're probably trying not to be as broken as they used to be. So fixing what they can, making particular moves in the offseason – 
probably very much so strategically thinking about the draft as they should be. And then a guy like Clowney, you pursued him a lot last year, didn't get him, but he's still on your mind because he's the type of guy you want in that position, you want in your locker room. To me, that shows that their team maybe last year wasn't a fluke. I think that they might be turning a corner and becoming a more mature franchise and a franchise that their fans can look forward to watching in the future well, seasons. We're, we're going to find out. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what this Cleveland team looks like. I think they're an interesting We'll see. Team. As in the past, we haven't dropped, I mean, joined the train like many people have. I think Katie and I will continue to sit back and be skeptical, but we can point out for sure particular good things that we're seeing, and we will yeah. do that. You know, if there's no real bias here. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we will definitely point that out. But, yeah, so, but again, time will tell, and we will see. Yep. All right. Well, of course, we'll always keep you posted on free agency moves on our social media pages. We still got time, people. There's still, still got time. And yeah, we've still got some big names out there and we will always be there to report it for you. But let's get into this week's Housewives stories. So we are very excited because we had another big time franchise trailer drop. On Monday, we were talking Tell about trailers. Yes, we were talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season eleven trailer. So yes, on Monday, Bravo dropped this new trailer. Um, Kyle, Lisa, Erica, Dorit, and Garcelle—they're all back, as well as Sutton, who has now been promoted to a full-time full housewife. The cast is also going to be joined by new housewife Crystal Kaminkoff who, if you watch the trailer, clearly looks like she's coming in hot. And then you also have Kathy Hilton, who came off kind of like very quirky to me in the trailer. Um, so I think she's going to be a little yeah. in the mix. I didn't expect her to be like that, to be honest. Right. So I... <laughs> she's kind of like, yeah, the, the new girl is like fierce and, and yeah. Kathy's kind of just like, yeah, like I feel like quirky is the word. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, the main story this season, the first thing we see as soon as the trailer like starts is uh, the women talking with Erica about her divorce. Uh, you know, they they ask her straight up, like, did you get a divorce because you knew all these lawsuits were coming? She says no. Um, I actually thought we were going to see a little bit more in the trailer about the divorce. I feel like they touched on it very briefly. Maybe they're just actually, saving the goods for the, just wanted to tease us a little bit. I actually think like it was like a, like a decent amount. It was the whole like first part really. Yeah, but nothing was really like said that much. I don't know. I don't God, know. to be kidding me. But, um, you know, we, like I said, we see Keep crystals. Talking. Oh, you're frozen. I can hear you. Well, um, I'm just going to let her know that I can hear her. Okay. So in the rest of this trailer, like I said, um, Crystal, new girl, she comes out swinging. Uh, she goes after Sutton, calling her jealous, making fun of her. Um, we also see her fighting. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not her fighting with. Uh, we, see er we see Erica also fighting with Sutton. Um, very intense conversation and fight that goes on in the trailer between those two. Uh, my, my favorite part of the trailer 
was when Lisa was FaceTiming with her daughter, Amelia, and Amelia is letting her know that she's going to hang out with Scott, obviously referring to Scott Disick, who they're currently dating right now. Um, you see the women discussing it, kind of making fun of the fact that Scott is old and ew, he's got three kids. It was very humorous to me as somebody who, you know, has watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians before. And I think Caitlyn's coming back to us, waiting for her. I definitely want to hear her opinions because we have the two of us haven't discussed it yet. I want to hear her opinions on this trailer. I know she's a big Beverly Hills uh, viewer and definitely has strong opinions about these ladies. Um, season 11, by the way, is set to premiere on Wednesday, May 19th. So almost a month away. We've got a lot of great franchises. We've got New York coming back in May. We've got Beverly Hills coming back in May. And we're still waiting for Caitlin. She texted me saying, I'm coming back and don't fret. <laughs> Uh, hang with us, folks. As I take a sip of water, we are waiting, we are waiting, we are waiting for Caitlin. Can't believe she's just been ditching me. We have a good game tonight, by the way. Um, it is football related. The theme is looking forward to the 2021 season, answering some questions about that. Obviously, we have get it off our chest. By the way, a little heads up, NFL draft 15 days away. So tomorrow is the two-week mark. So in two weeks when we do our show, It'll be the night before the NFL draft. If you have not been reading mock drafts yet, I tell you this every week, start, okay? We are like two weeks away. It is time to get going. It is time to learn these names. See who your team is looking at. See who the top guys are. Start making predictions. Uh, I think it's going to be a great draft. Obviously very exciting with potential of several quarterbacks going in the first couple of picks. Um, we've said it time and time again, great wide receiver class, a lot of just big superstar names. I can't believe Caitlin has still left me. Well, I'm going to go into the second housewives story. And when she comes back, she can give you her opinion on the Beverly Hills trailer, but our second big story of the week in the world of Housewives, a special announcement from Andy Cohen and Watch What Happens Live. Um, this past week, Andy took to social media to announce that Watch What Happens Live is gearing up to film a special for featuring Bravo Kids. It is going to include Brielle Bierman, Riley Burris, Frankie Catania, Brianna Culberson, Gia Judice, Shane Coe, Victoria Deliceps, Albie and Chris Manzo, Brooks Marks, Noelle Robinson, Avery Singer, and Cairo Whitfield. Um, yes, so many past, present, newbies like Brooks Marks, all these 
but goodies like Albie and Chris Manzo, excited to see those guys. Obviously, we love Frankie, Frankie Catania. We would love to see Gia. Um, this is a whole great lineup of Housewives kids. The air date has not been set yet, but Andy did reveal on the Sirius XM show radio, Andy, uh, and this is, this is pretty comical, that he's already gotten complaints and that he heard from two different housewife moms asking why their daughters weren't included. Obviously, that leaves huge speculation as to who it is, but Andy is keeping tight-lipped on that one. Um, the one caller asked specifically if it was Sonia, which was an interesting question, um, but Andy denied it because he did note, like, yes, it would be great to have her, but she's never even been on the show anyways, so he didn't really bother to ask, which is fair enough, but I think the whole world would very, like, very much so be interested to finally see Sonia's daughter uh, revealed on Watch What Happens Live or Real Housewives of New York. Um, he also noted that Vicky's daughter, um, Brianna, is the first daughter of all daughters and that she walked so the rest could run. So obviously an OG Housewives kid. Um, but a lot of these guys are because, you know, franchises like New York, Victoria Deliceps, we saw her when she was little. We saw her brother when she was little. Uh, the Judice girls. We saw when Adriana was born. Um, it's just crazy to see that we've grown up with these kids, really. Um, I know Luann just posted on her social media earlier that her dog, who Aston, who I remember when she got the dog, um, 15 years old, had just passed away today. Very, very sad. We love puppies. Um, and yeah, it's like, not only have we seen their kids grow up, we've seen their pets get old. Um, we've been with these women through, and these kids through huge milestones, huge journeys in their life. Um, and I'm very excited to see this special with the kids being featured. So let's find out what's going on with Caitlin. Let me shoot her a text. We have, next, we got a game. I can't play this game by myself. I mean, technically I could, but let's hope she's coming back soon. It's I, I get parched when I have to do all this talking by myself. So let me take another sip of water. <sighs> Caitlin did this for me while I was on my honeymoon in Thailand for two straight weeks, rocked the show on her own. And I give her a lot of credit. I think I did it once before without her once by myself. I think she was sick one time and I got very parched <laughs> and it's not easy. It's always good to have somebody else to bounce your opinions off of play devil's advocate. <laughs> this is actually hilarious because she said, you got this. Keep going. Picture me while you were in Thailand. And I'm going to tell them that's exactly what I was telling the people. Um, let me text her back. She's rebooting. I'm going to skip ahead. What can I skip ahead to? I can skip ahead to get it off my chest. We can come back and uh, make Caitlin do all the talking. Talk about the trailer. Talk about her, get it off her chest. My get it off my chest this week um, 
is pretty short and simple actually. So I'll go ahead and, and say it, but I'm getting my first vaccine shot tomorrow. And honestly, that just makes me happy. So this is a positive, get it off my chest. Not only am I getting my first vaccine shot, but um, my parents are able to, who live in South Carolina, are able to fly to New Jersey on Friday, this Friday. I have not seen them in six months. Obviously, with the pandemic and everything going on, you know, we haven't been able to see each other, which has been horrible. Here's Caitlin. She's back. Holy moly. I'm so sorry. You missed a lot. So I'm actually, I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm doing my get it off my oh. chest. Go. Um, and that was quick and simple, but I was saying, you know, I'm getting my first vaccine shot tomorrow. My parents are flying in on Friday. They have both of their shots. Not only are they able to now fly or feel comfortable flying, Caitlin and I have uh, airfare booked. We have a trip booked. We are going to uh, Austin, Texas in June for a friend's bachelorette party. We are very excited about very that. excited. Um, and yeah, it's just good to see that people can start, you know, having a little bit of a normal life again, obviously, you know, not fully normal, um, but really just so thrilled to be getting this vaccine. I, I can't even tell you, I know it's, it's a huge relief and just being able to be around our loved ones to travel. I know everybody's like yeah. waiting to do so. Can't wait. Now let me fill Caitlin in on what oh. else. Um, I did get into the second housewife story about the Bravo Kids special. Oh yeah. I want to hear like who you're excited to um, see on that one. But also just give everybody your quick opinion and your quick thoughts on the Beverly Hills trailer. Yeah. So, and obviously guys, sorry, but the tech technology stinks. We all, I think we all know that after the past year of doing everything virtually, um, big shout out to my mom though, for helping <laughs> while we went down, we went down for a while, but we're back. Yeah. So Beverly Hills is interesting. So you guys know, like, obviously if you've been following Katie and I for over the past, you know, three years, like, and I'm, they're hit or miss with me. I you love them, you hate them. And I, over the past actually couple of seasons, I've been really just not liking them and just really, right. they've been bothering me and everything like that. So what's interesting with this season, there's a lot of women, a lot of full-time women. And I think that's very, that always causes for some good drama. Right. And someone did point out on uh, social media, I don't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter. We do follow a lot of Bravo people on both accounts. Counts. Um, mm -hmm. We did find that. Uh, I hope you're not freezing again. <laughs> um, but so. Oh boy, the internet. It's killing me. It's killing me. People can definitely still hear me, but what I did. I will continue to talk. So what people did say while I get before I get cut off again is that no one person is targeted. So you've seen in the past Denise Richards, Lisa Vanderpump targeted by these women taken out and everything like that. Well, this season we see that everyone has their drama and everyone is. And she's gone. Oh my goodness. There's literally, there's two of, how's it happening? How, there's two of me, how's this, how's it happening? What is this? 
Who is Caitlin? That's sketchy. Why is there another Caitlin in the stream? <laughs> okay, whatever. Did you hear my spiel about the uh, Beverly Hills? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Whatever. Regardless, they're not ganging up on women and yeah. technology sucks. So that's that. Okay. Quickly, who are you looking forward to seeing on the Watch What Happens Live Housewife Kid special? Oh, I, I, wanna, I can't wait to see the Jersey Kid. So obviously Frank is handy. Oh, I love Frankie, Frankie Jr. We love yeah. him. Like I want to see Gia on there. Um, and yes, I'm definitely most looking forward and to the Jersey like, Kid. Only get the Manzo, the Manzo boys. Oh, so yes, yes. Oh, time. Yeah. Getting some old school Jersey kids. Um, I think it's going to be a great special. I can't wait. I yeah. was saying that um, we, we've seen these kids, like, honestly grow up. We I saw know. Adriana Judice being born on the show. I and, know. Like, like a little lady. So yeah. we've honestly, like, grown with these kids. We know them. It feels like we know their milestones, their journey. And I think this is awesome to do this because we've been with some of these guys for over a decade now. And, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into our game. Let's play it together while, we, we're, while we're both here. <sighs> nervous. <laughs> I said, I'm I really like, nervous. I was like, I can't play the game by myself. <laughs> yeah, very nervous. And I don't uh, think we're live on Twitter anymore. And so that makes me so sad. I don't know what happened with that. So Listen, we're rocking and rolling. We're doing what we can. But Boy. let's get into our game for the night. It is football related. It is um, a popular game that we play a lot on this show, but it's got a specific theme for tonight. It's called Sip Your Drink and Fill In Your Blank. But this is a look ahead. So all of these questions are kind of have the theme of what we're expecting to see in the 2021 season. Uh, so let's just kick it right off. Question number one. My sleeper team this upcoming season is the blank. Hey, listen, it goes along with our Colts. I mean, wow, it goes along with our polls earlier, but I am going with the Colts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, have, you could have plugged in the Colts or the Titans here. Yeah. That's why we asked you the poll question. But I'm actually going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, okay. I love I love that team. Um, I love that defense. And yeah. just Herbert was a stud in his rookie year. So I like that. Better in his sophomore season. This is a team that everybody should like really watch out for. I agree. And I like that answer. Uh, question number two. The Giants' toughest game on their schedule is the blank. I, I got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Every time yeah. I see them, they're scary. It's There's other – this one, the whole the whole schedule is scary. But <laughs> we've, got, we've got some scary opponents. But the that, New York Giants they, always have one of the toughest schedules. Even after our Super Bowl easy. wins, we had we had tough schedules. So That was an easy one to choose from, though. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs yeah. are the Chiefs. Number three, the easiest non-division game on the Giants' schedule is the blank. Uh, so, and like, I don't want this to actually like look bad for the team that I'm picking. Cause I actually do see good things coming out of them this season. Yeah. I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins. So I'm actually a little happy that they're on our schedule because I do think that they are an up and coming team, but I want to give that as a, as a compliment. I do think they're going to do great things this season. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to do good things in the draft. I have obviously a lot of faith in Tua Tagovailoa, obviously my boy. Um, but, and obviously they made some interesting moves lately with yeah. the Niners and the Eagles, so they they have win they have winning on their minds. So I don't I don't want people to listen to this and be like, well, okay, like you're just shitting on the Dolphins. It's 
and I'm not, um, cause I could have easily picked the Panthers. I could have, you know, I just, but I just, I don't know. I just still going with the Dolphins. So yeah, I think there was a couple of teams to choose from here. Um, and this kind of goes in the theme of talking about dark horses because certainly they were my dark horse last season and they didn't really pan out right. I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Again, another team. We could have picked the Bears. I it could have yeah. it could have been either of those team those four was, teams in my opinion. So, yeah, I was definitely like Panthers Broncos, but you know they're getting Christian McCaffrey back. Right, that's a huge piece for them. So there was a couple of options, but I'm going to go with the Broncos here. All right, four. Based on who they're set to play, I'd like to see Tampa Bay open the 2021 season playing against the blank. I want to see some competitiveness in the opening game. So I went with the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, we don't have Drew Brees anymore. Yeah. And that quarterback is that QB1 spot is technically open, as the general public knows. But I do think they are still a solid team up and down the field. And again, I want to see a good, solid opening game. So kind of shocked that you didn't pick who I picked because if I want to see like the best matchup that they the best team that they're playing on their schedule I would love to see them open up against the Buffalo Bills because yeah. um not a, like it's kind of got an interesting bit of a storyline I do like the AFC like I, I mean yeah I, yeah because mm -hmm. if you think about it like Josh Allen right he could have been playing Tom Brady yeah. still in the AFC East if Tom Brady was still with New England. Those guys would have faced off against each right. other twice every season. Kind of, it's like you you get to view what could have been and who's right. Gonna, like these are phenomenal teams, two of the best teams in the league this past year. I would love to see that one. Yeah, and I, again, like I I do like the AFC NFC. I like I like it. I just I yeah I I don't know. I just. All right, number five. If I had to pick a team that should trade up in the first round of the draft, I'd say the blank. New England Patriots. We spoke about it earlier. They are definitely moving yeah. up. New England Patriots. I agree. Question number six. I think the best division in football this year will be the blank. We could pick this apart, I think, for a while. And we can look at a couple of divisions and really, like we did the game a couple of weeks ago where we looked at, you know, position, you yeah, know, and yeah. everything like that. And we obviously looked at, you know, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and we looked at them and we were like, wow, like that's very, the talented players they have there. But I think overall, if you want to look end to end, I'm still just going to go with the NFC West because it's a very talented division. I don't think we'll get too much out of LA this season, actually, the Rams. Um, but I just. Arizona, Arizona should only get better, though. They are definitely, they're, listen, they're adding weapons. We literally yeah. spoke about it earlier of a it's weapon that they've added. San Fran obviously gets healthier again. Yeah. Um, that boosts them back up. So, yeah. To me, just like all together and like it's over for a long time, it's been competitive. So I just think that we're going to see that competitive rise again, that competitiveness rise again. So to me, I just, I couldn't not pick them. Yeah, uh, for me, give me the team that sent three teams to the playoffs last year uh, with the AFC North because your weak team, your outlier team is the Cincinnati Bengals. And they're yeah. only going to get better. I'm not saying they're going to be great or even be a playoff team, but Joe Burrow is the answer. He needs, obviously, to be healthy and be full strength and play a full season. Um, but the AFC North, you've got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and, and like I said, Cincinnati, this is a really scary division. As we spoke about, though, like Arizona being on the rise, I think Pittsburgh is on the fall. And 
But I thought Pittsburgh was going downhill when I predicted how their 2020 season would be, and it just didn't happen. And but don't I, forget, don't forget, yeah. this was the team that was, you know, undefeated at what? They were like 12-0 and 0 before they finally lost. And I know that they were a little disappointing down the stretch, but they're still no joke. But I think that shows their true colors of the team where they were in the down stretch. So that's why I'm thinking that. And for Cincinnati, we don't know if they're on the rise or not going to be good. So that's why if you have three over four, you know, that's why I obviously went with the NFC West, but like, cause I do think that division is very tough and you know, you look at them, but to me, Pittsburgh, I just, I don't know. And like, we can make those hot takes as we get closer to the 2021 season, but like, I don't know. I'm just not, it doesn't sit well in my gut with me for them. Okay. All right. Number seven, my dark horse quarterback to have a great season this year is blank. Listen, uh, no bias here. And I, I do think, oh, you're no. that, but I truly do think Daniel Jones is he's poised and he's given the opportunity right now to have a very good season. So, but I do think there's still a lot of skeptics skeptics out there like for him and a lot of Giants fans actually are still very skeptical um and I think you know it's a lot of external people too and now it's he's got a target on his back because we've giving we have given him weapons Saquon will come back the Giants will be at a great spot number 11 in the draft and they have potential to bring on another wide receiver do I think we should no but it's still offensive lineman or something like that. You're absolutely correct. And who even knows that we <laughs> could even pits fall to 11. It's stranger things have happened. I know people might roll their eyes when they hear me say that on the pod, no, but stranger things have happened. So if we even pull in a great tight end like that, you're giving him the weapons. He is poised to have a great season. And I think that he's dealt with some criticism only two seasons so far as many quarterbacks do, as Katie and I have mentioned week after week that quarterback position is rough. It is tough yeah. to be a quarterback in the NFL. It's tough to be a head coach in the NFL these yeah. days. So You don't produce like immediately people are ready to be done with you. But I do think that he will, you know, come out of the woodwork and will, will definitely show us some, some greatness this season. Lord, I hope you're right. Um, I am going with Mr. Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr actually quietly had a really good year last year. He threw for 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Um, I think some of those numbers can only go up. You've got a second-year wide receiver and Henry Ruggs. I think the I think the biggest asset to Derek Carr is being able to depend on a run game from Josh Jacobs. That only yeah. helps the quarterback because when a team has to fear the run. Um, and the pass, it, it only helps. Uh, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a good season. I think this is gonna be a big year for Derek Carr. I like. I don't know. I think it. I think that's a, a very bold prediction, in my opinion. I just don't. I think yours was bold. It was. I. I definitely think it was. I, I don't know. Just Derek Carr for me. Like, and I was. You guys can play the receipts from when you know before the leg injury. Yeah. Like. I was big into him. I thought he was very exciting to watch. I was very impressed. And then I just don't think, and I, you just read off great stats. I won't take that away from him. I just don't think he's back to his potential, but we could see. It doesn't matter. Listen. They're dark horse, they're dark horse candidates for a reason. Yep. All right. Number eight, a playoff team from last year that I think will struggle the most this year is the blank. 
I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. I did not like the trade between Goff and Matthew Stafford. I was like, what is his name for a second? Matthew Stafford. I did not like that trade. I do not think he will make the, the, the Rams were building up with Jared Goff, in my opinion. Yeah. They're they're going backwards okay. with Stafford. I just I don't I don't like that trade. I don't think it's good for the organization. I just I don't know. I just think they're gonna struggle. I like Stafford better than I like Goff. I don't like either of them. I really like I really like the roster. I like the wide receivers. I love the defense. Um I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I, yeah. Right now you've you have Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback. And to me, that's just like eh. I actually so sold on him too. I want to know where the, the passion behind Andy Dalton is. Where is this coming from? It 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 sounds weird to even, even though the, the season wasn't that long ago, it feels weird to even remember that Chicago was a playoff team. I know, I know. How the yeah. hell did they make the playoffs and well, some other teams not? I guarantee like 50% of our listeners are probably like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. So this is, to me, could be, you know, a very yeah. poor team this upcoming season. Um, and I think out of everybody, they are going to be the ones to struggle the most. All right, number nine. Uh, this is our one question that's looking forward into the fantasy football season of 2021. Many um, people still talking about this. So, yeah. Sorry, not still, but starting to talk about it. And I'm like, ooh, slow your roll, peeps. <laughs> In no particular order, my top three fantasy football running backs for 2021 are blank. I'm going with Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs. Oh, wow. We, we went different. Um, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry. And actually, I felt like my out my guy who was like almost in the top three, just at number four, uh, Alvin Kamara. And so I yep. felt like those were. Um, I just think with McCaffrey and Dalvin and Kamara specifically. They put up like just as many receiving yards as they do rushing yards, and they all find the end zone. Derrick Henry puts up the same amount of yards. It's all through running, um, yeah. and he and he finds the end zone just as much. And I, I give him the slight edge to go into my top three, though, because I feel he's very reliable. He's he plays sixteen games in a season. He stays healthy. A couple of these other guys have battled injuries, um, and so yeah. That's it definitely favorite. gave me chest pains not to put Dalvin Cook in my top three. And I want everyone to realize that. Like, I'm not like just some like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. I, know, I know what he's capable of. Clearly, Like, he won like in like the three fantasy leagues I was in this past year. Like, he won like, so I, I, he was never on my team. But like, he won some like games I was playing against just alone like he literally yeah. won it for that team so like don't like like literally label me as like an idiot or like put a dunce cap on me like I'm not that stupid but like when I'm looking at the other guys like Saquon Barkley healthy is better than Christian McCaffrey he healthy in my opinion coming back off an injury I do think so um and then obviously Derek Henry he's putting up those points running alone and then honestly Josh Jacobs just what I saw from him last season I can just continue to see that on the rise so okay all right and last but not least number 10 I think the worst division in football this year will be the blank oh my god I thought they said the worst team in football <laughs> here who you would say for that the Detroit Lions are gonna suck okay 
I, yeah, I said it recently on the show too that I thought Jared like, Goff's not gonna do shit for them. They're, they suck. They're not good. Oh my god. Oh, oh, I don't know. What do you what do you say for the worst division? I'll think about it right now. I said the AFC East. Um, I think yeah. that you've obviously got Buffalo, right? They're your solid team. I can't believe like Miami had such a good record last year. I'm not a believer in Miami. Um, I just, I don't like that squad. I just, they shocked me. They shocked me that they did so well this past year. I think they're going to digress. Uh, I don't know if I agree with this one. New England, I think is bad. Um, And the Jets are the Jets. And even though they're moving on from Sam Darnold and they might get their quarterback of the future, it's not going to happen in that rookie season. So I think this upcoming season, they're going to be the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think, like, when you're, like, looking at it on, like, paper right now, like, a lot can happen this season. Like, listen, the Patriots can move down and get one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, and things could change for them. Same thing with the Jets. They could get their guy at two, and things could change for them. And Miami. You know who could potentially be bad? Who? If Minnesota continues to not meet expectations with Detroit, if Minnesota doesn't live up, Chicago goes downhill, and then you and then you just have the Packers. This is another similar division, like I just explained with the AFC East, where yes, you have the Bills, you have the Packers, but then the other three are just not living up to it. Well, honestly, like I know I mentioned this before with like the bet, and I can't believe I misread this question, so I'm very upset with myself. But it's similar to when we picked like the best division, like. We could sit here and nitpick things, and I could like the division. Like I could nitpick that division, and I can sit down and compare them to the AFC East, and actually come up and say that one instead. Like you can sit down. There are teams uh, or divisions that you really could sit down and nitpick, and a lot of that, all of them, I think, do have like their shining areas and like have good spots, but like. You really like some of them. You can really sit down and get like deep and dark into. I think yeah. so. I mean, everybody obviously is going to have their number one team. Uh, you know, you win your division, you get to go to the playoffs. So everybody has right. a playoff team in their division. So to me, it's like it's those divisions where you have a solid number one, but then the other three teams are question marks. Those are the right. ones you have to like, you know, consider as your answer for this question. Right. All right. Well, that was our game. And I got it off my chest already while you left me earlier. Um, so why don't I did you leave go you. ahead and give us yours? It could be that you hate the internet. I do honestly hate the internet. And it's funny. I do these like live streams for work every week too. And one of the, the weeks we were talking about like technology and things like that, my internet crapped out and I was the host of the episode. Oh, no. and and I came back on finally. It really wasn't that bad. I was out for maybe like two minutes. Came back and I was like, wow, isn't it ironic that we're talking about technology today? Well, I hate technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually had two for tonight, but just given the circumstances, I don't want to get cut out again. I'll only do one. So recently, um, you know, the NFL has announced that, you know, they'll do voluntary, you know, off-season practices for teams, mm-hmm. like if they want to do them. I don't know what these, you know, practices entail, whether it's conditioning, lifting, things like that, whatever. Well, a couple of teams have actually come out and they've come out through since we're technically in the off season, I guess they have to go through the NFL players association. So it's technically their union um, and kind of make these statements. So a, a couple of teams, I think it's probably like a handful. So I'd say four or five teams have come out and said, 
like we don't feel comfortable participating in these voluntary um, practices or whatever you want to call them because, you know, COVID is still, they're still on the rise while people are getting vaccinated. You know, there's still cases on the rise, things like that. We don't feel if the NFL has taken like the proper protocols to keep us safe. We have family like this. So if you go on like the NFL Players Association's Twitter, it's at NFL PA. Players, yeah. So it's at NFL PA. Um, you go and you'll see a couple of the statements and they all pretty much say the same thing. Like we want the season to go over well. Like we want to have a full season again. We're with our families right now. Like we're, we want to make sure everyone's safe, things like that. Like we still don't feel safe. That's fine. I get it. We're still in a, a time period where you have to respect everyone's decisions. If you don't feel comfortable doing something, great, cool. You don't, whatever. We're until we're at a, a uh, whatever it's called when like it's, technically immune. I think it's like 70% of the population's vaccinated and it's like global immunity, like whatever, like great. Even after that, if you don't want to go out, I don't care. So like do anything, I don't care. But like, so the thing that struck me the most with this, though, is one of the teams is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. And I just find that a little ironic and a little crazy that they don't want to do voluntary practice, no matter, again, what that means. And a couple of months ago when COVID cases were probably higher, and I'm not a doctor, I can't tell you the stats, they were on boats, drunk, no social distancing, literally on multiple yachts yeah. in Tampa Bay celebrating their Super Bowl. Yeah. To me, that's a little ironic. We also just finished a season. We completed a season. I give all the props to the NFL. So then, two, I wonder why now it's kind of backlash is going to the NFL of them not taking proper protocols and things like that. Yeah. Listen, they executed an entire season better than any other major league sport out there right now at all. Like they literally start to finish beautiful. Did they have some hiccups? Absolutely. So I'm just curious as to like why the backlash is coming right now. And then I'm also very questionable about the Bucks saying we're not going to do yeah. this. We don't feel comfortable when yeah. you were able to step out for a day and feel uncomfortable then mm -hmm. so and i don't blame them for partying and for celebrating hell yeah if that was my team i'd be like let's do it but you can't you can't have like the best of both worlds you can't party and celebrate one day and then the next day be like eh, we actually like don't really feel comfortable doing this i feel like you can't do both yeah so i hear you it's i just feel like it's kind of ironic you know it is. It is. Um, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. I think with the a lot of times, too, with those not mandatory workouts, like when COVID wasn't even here, you see a lot of players, a lot of uh, big name players opt yeah. out because Lord knows if you're a big name and you happen to get hurt, it, it seems silly and stupid that it happened right. in that. Hurt so, and like contracts, too. So, like, that yeah. I get. That I get, but it's definitely, like you said, ironic and kind of like laughable <laughs> that if anybody's going to say anything, it would be the Buccaneers. But Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our show for tonight. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We truly appreciate it. Um, things that you do not want to miss this week. We have Real Housewives in New Jersey on tonight at 9. We are getting out of here in time for you to catch that. 
Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday at 8 p.m. Real Housewives of Dallas on Tuesday at 9. The Roni season premiere is 20 days away. And the NFL draft is 15 days away. When you were gone, I did say that, you know, in two weeks from now, when we do our show, it'll be the night before the NFL draft. And I can't believe it's just creeping on up. I'm I know. For it. I know. I told them while you were gone, I say this every week to start reading mock drafts. Now <laughs> I feel like this is truly the time. Get to know the players. Learn who's the big names. Learn who your team could potentially be looking yeah. at. Familiarize yourself with this NFL draft. It's going to be a really good one. So. I guess it's safe now in the next two weeks we can start reading mock drafts to our audience yes. so but i <laughs> whether we agree or disagree with them for sure all righty good night everybody thanks for joining and we'll see you next week sorry for the technical difficulties <laughs> the internet sucks but thank you as always bye